to You Choose You Now. This podcast is to support you making yourself a priority in your life so you can live your best life. I'm your host, Amanda Hill-Ryle, best-selling author of I Choose Me and the creator of The Mood Munchers, colourful characters which represent emotions. As opening up conversation about emotional and mental health is a passion of mine and vital for our growth. I talk to guests who can share their wisdom with you, but also share my own insights, knowledge and expertise of being a teacher, a mother, and so you can come home to you with love and passion and awareness. Thank you for listening, and I'm so happy you are choosing you now. Please leave your comments and reviews so that we can make You Choose You our journey together to coming home to ourselves. Welcome to another episode of You Choose You Now with Amanda Hill-Ryle and today I'm delighted to have a guest, Melissa Cameron, who has her own podcast. She's a mother and she is simply amazing. So welcome to You Choose You Now, Melissa. Hi Amanda, thank you for having me. More than welcome. So tell the listeners a little bit about who you are. So my name is Melissa. I have a podcast called Mummy Warriors. I'm a mum of one, four-year-old boy. I'm currently, though I was born and raised in the UK, I'm currently living as an expat in the Caribbean and I've been here for on and off seven years. Wow. Well travelled. Yeah. (laughs) And how, because you've got a young boy and absolutely love his age, how has becoming a mum changed your life from what it was before? So I'm an only child. So mm-hmm. when I'm kind of used to just having my own space and thinking and living for myself. Mm-hmm. So it was a little bit of a shock when <laughs> um, my son came because I realised that I like it's not about me anymore. And I had to be thinking for another person. Yeah. Um, and I found it a little bit challenging because everything I have to do, I have to consider how it makes him feel. I can't be selfish like I used to be. So, yeah, I mean, it made me grow up a hell of a lot, of course. There was a lot of, you know, adjusting I yes. had to do. Well, I didn't have my son until I was 14. I still wasn't prepared. I think mm-hmm. the idea of motherhood is fabulous, but when it comes, it's a bit of a shock and it doesn't come with a manual so it is as you say you have to grow up quickly and put the needs of a little human being you're in charge of especially when they're young babies yeah exactly (laughs) exactly so before you became a parent what stories did you hold what narratives did you hold about parenting what a parent meant i was always raised like parenting is hard that i Mm. never got a positive outlook on having children it was always kind of the narrative of children being a burden it was never kind of a positive thing you know having kids is hard but although there's a joy and you know Mm -hmm. um so I kind of just had my own belief like I knew that when I become a parent I know that there will be positives but yeah that was the narrative I held about being a parent and parenthood and motherhood is it's hard and Something not to look forward to. Something not to look forward to, basically. Something I I never realised 
how much emotion and love and learning comes along with it. That was yes. never really spoken about. No, and they are gifts. They are gifts. They are. But they it takes are. patience. <laughs> <laughs> A lot, yeah. <laughs> I'm with you, girl. And what have you had to let go to be where you are today, living in another country and being Melissa for her son? I had to let go of just the negative narratives I had of myself really mm-hmm. mainly I had to let go of the expect one thing I will tell you that I definitely had to let go of was having an expectation of anyone yeah. but myself okay yes so I learned that literally I to rely on myself and myself alone because I will never let me down yeah so if I need something or expect something just to depend on myself which can be a blessing and a curse but uh, it's the fact that you come back to trust yourself and realize that you can. But mm-hmm. what I've learned in my journey that demands an expectation, even if you put them on yourself, regardless of others, that keeps you stuck yeah. in your mind. Mm-hmm. So, and I but, found that I'm more happy now because um, I used to have a, a huge expectation for my son's father, who I'm no longer with. Yes. Um, and since I've let go of the expectations that I've had for him, our relationship has actually got a lot, our co-parenting relationship has got a lot better. Definitely. Because yes. I don't expect, like, do you know, I don't expect him to, I don't have all these expectations yeah. anymore. And it, it's taken a load off my shoulders. It is um, freeing. It sounds mm-hmm. mad, but I know I did the same for my husband because I had a story of how a husband should be. Mm-hmm. And when I let that go, I was just delighted to think, Oh, he can just be him. I can just be me. Uh-huh. It doesn't have to be anything more it, complicated than that. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Why aren't we told that? <laughs> <laughs> How has your own upbringing in the UK affected you and your choices in life? Well, I've never really had like a positive outlook on, on life. I grew up mm-hmm. um, as an only child. Yeah. My mum was a teen mum. So... It was, you know, I had a rough upbringing, but at the same time, I also had a childhood, you know. Um, so I was able to do things that many children do. But Brilliant. Um, I learned a lot of, picked up a lot of bad habits. Mm-hmm. Um, the not feeling good enough, the feeling like I'm a burden, always feeling like I'm in the way, not feeling like I'm valued or special. Do you think that uh, came from being the single mom and I, the pressure she probably put herself under? Partly because one of the things that I've spoke about in previous podcasts is that with children, when you're in a single parent home or solo mom home, you go through everything with the parent as the mm-hmm. child. So, yes. Partly because of that and partly because of, I didn't really have like strong stability. Yeah. yeah. So, um, which now I put so much pressure on myself for my son to have that. So, um, I think you're going to do amazing. So one bit of advice, take the pressure off. Mm-hmm. You're used to that pressure in your life and you don't need to do it because you've got you. And yeah. You're good enough. It's just changing that narrative, but I know working with parents myself that when I speak to parents and they're worried about their children, what I notice 
is that they are transferring their own angst, yeah. their own stories onto the child. And children are very good at picking them up, even if you don't mm-hmm. use words with our body language. That's so true. the fact that you're working on yourself and you realise you're enough would be amazing yeah. for your son. Yeah. On you. Yeah. And why did you set up Mummy Warriors? I love the title. Thank you. <laughs> the main reason why I set up Mummy Warriors is because I wanted to have an open, honest platform for no judgment. Yeah. So as mothers and as women, we have our own backstory. We have our own story. And I wanted to normalize the conversations of all sorts of subjects. It, it you know, there's no minimal you know, or you went through that, that small, just so we can just normalize the conversation. Yeah, I accept you know. it and don't make dramas, but we're mummies, but we're women before that, and even before that, we're human beings. Exactly. And what I have found since becoming a mum, people are a lot more judgmental on your choices, on your way yeah. of life, on what you've been through to what you are. And I wanted to normalize the conversation about that. I didn't want it to be just based on single mothers because yeah, I was like, and whatever yeah. connotations people have with language yeah, actually exactly because you know? my grandmother was in a marriage for over 30 years she's mm-hmm. never been a single parent but she was a teen mother and yeah. as a woman and as a mother she went through things that she's now as you know now I'm an adult she shares with me yeah Hence yeah. why I wanted to take away the platform. I didn't want to just create a narrative just for single parents. No, mothers. because that's it. We're all connected. And yeah, exactly. society and people love to keep us disconnected. And that's your label. You're sitting in that box. You're in that box. Get rid of the boxes. Get rid of exactly. the labels and just be who you are and make connections. Mm-hmm. Because that's what life is truly about. I'm, bri- I'm so pleased that you did that because that's how I've met you and yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <I love> it. <laughs> so how has been stepping into being the host because I'm just new at this podcasting game mm-hmm. and I know it takes a lot of commitment self-discipline mm-hmm. how has it changed Melissa that arrived there with your son had your son how has going into your dream your goal changed it- you it changed me because, number one, I've met amazing people, mm. you, yourself included, <laughs> and I get to like relate to other women as well, all around the world, which I never would We'd have never have done that before, would we? Exactly. <laughs> so that and also, like you said, I, I, I had the idea four years ago, or just as my son was born, mm-hmm. and I never had the courage to do it, and I just went ahead and I did it in a... a Help, have held myself accountable and I've been disciplined and you know I work a, another job yeah. um, which is just over 40 hours a week yeah. and I still make time to do meetings because and it's so speaking forth. your language it's speaking giving your soul really yeah and it's for me I mean it's a it's something that includes something that I love and I'm passionate about which is being a parent Yes. And I get to speak to other adults about yeah. it, you know, so it's just a, a, a mini project for me. So that's what I definitely yeah. appreciate about. And I know when I became a mother, I be- because I was an older mum and everyone around me was much younger, because all my friends had babies when they were 18, 19, 20. Mm-hmm. So I did feel very isolated. And you do need to connect as a new mum 
mm-hmm. realizing, you know, yes, your world's changed, but don't fear it. And you stepping up has been amazing. So congratulations yeah. on that. Thank you. Thank you. So what of the negative self-talk that you might have inherited from narratives that you grew up with, which weren't always positive, what are you leaving behind, letting go of, and why? So I'm trying to leave behind the you're not good enough. Yeah, um, and I think that runs with everybody at some yeah, degree. I decided just a collective number of events and one of them being speaking with you as well. But I don't know if you've heard of this other life coach. Her name is Yana Bansan, and uh, basically she speaks about the negative narrative mm-hmm. and the negative ego. And then yeah. when I spoke to you and you said that, the negative ego is can be an addiction like yes. drugs and alcohol. Yeah. Which it's made shocking. me realize <laughs> Yeah, which made me realise that I'm actually addicted to my negative yeah. ego. Being now, put down and not good yeah, enough. Yeah. And, and I'm not gonna say and be fake and be like, oh since I've done that everything's been fab. No. But the changes that I've made and the steps that I've taken mm-hmm. have made a dramatic difference Brilliant. um so i call it like a 30 day 30 step rehab program of like yeah. the negative ego so every time the thought comes in i try and change it yeah change um, it as fast thought. as i can yeah, yeah. but it's as the awareness of actually catching your thought because most people to be honest are walking around with that little voice going in their yeah head. and, and they're not even aware of it but the fact you're aware of it that's the first step and then you keep yeah. changing it is the second step I basically, as I said, that was one of the the whole burden. Mainly, as I said, the, the you're not you're not good enough thing. So, as mm. I said, I wanted I've been making conscious efforts to leave that behind because I definitely don't want my son to. No, because he's perfect. We're all born perfect, just how we are with the body, you know, the thoughts, the emotions, and yet we latch on. I don't know why we don't latch on to the positive so much, but I think mm-hmm. human beings we are addicted to the woes me. And uh-huh. uh, yeah, uh-huh. whatever it be, and it's uh-huh. time to just realize that negative is just a story, it is not you, definitely. So, so well done. And changing that narrative now will make the world a difference to your friend, yeah, exactly. And I've even, as I said, seen it make changes in my own life and seeing mm. the, the different change, like it actually brings more confidence or I have more confidence yeah. than I did before because I'm not dwelling, I'm not listening yes. solely to Taking the negative ego. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hear you, but we're not going there today, thank you very much. Because yeah. as you said, you wanted to do the podcast when your son was born and you were feeling that fear, which we all feel, mm-hmm. and it's fine to feel it, but you did it anyway. Mm-hmm. And that takes courage and vulnerability. So yeah, kudos to you, girl. And how do you choose you now? Because, yes, you're a mum, but you're still Melissa. I'm still trying to figure out who Melissa is because I actually lost myself in my relationship in motherhood. Mm-hmm. So the podcast was one of them. Like I chose to mm-hmm. do it. I chose to follow it through. I planned it and my meticulously, you know, went through the stages and the phases and so forth. But the everyday, like, self-care I'm still trying to work on finding who I am to be quite all mm-hmm. back to who, who I was really to be who you're born to be before who I was born. Yeah, yeah conditioned exactly. out of you <laughs> Brandon's mum <laughs> well I was Alessandra's mummy for years and years until he got to an age 
they stopped referring with that. But we are more than our name. Mm-hmm. We are more. It's how we show up and how we choose to show up. I think mm-hmm. our actions are much show people and our energy more so than any roles that we take on. Exactly. And we're always growing and changing. So exactly. knowing exactly who you are. But if you, the trust I can see you have in yourself is amazing. And that's where it starts. So, yeah. Thank you. To you, having been a mom now for four years, what makes an inspiring parent? And how do you view yourself as a parent? So I, when you, when I thought about the question, it was like, what inspires me with parents? And then I realized like women, mm-hmm. not a feminist, but women yeah. literally go above and beyond to especially give their kids things that they didn't have or yeah. try to create a solid foundation mm-hmm. for their children so I admire women that basically was like this happened to me and I grew up like this but I'm not gonna do this you know yes. I'm gonna change this letting go of what didn't work and change yeah. the narrative because as you do get older if you come out of your mind you do realize the world isn't actually a beautiful place of make connection and women showing mm-hmm. up and supporting women exactly is crucial Exactly, especially mothers who, you know, don't judge and, yeah. you know, I just... We've all been that, there. <laughs> mm-hmm. I just find that that's, that's what I feel definitely is a part of being um, an inspiring mum yeah. and parent. Yeah. And that's what I aspire to do as well. Yeah. And one of the things that I want my son to reflect back in his adulthood and, and see in childhood is that no matter what the situation was, I still got up and I got going oh, yeah, I didn't exactly. you know he never saw me just lay give up you give up you got the resilience the resilience the yes. courage and the motivation because deep in your heart you want to come home to yourself and if we're all home with ourselves then nothing can affect us yeah exactly and one of the things when my sometimes if when my son falls down I'll be like you know, listen, sometimes that's going to happen. You mm-hmm. have to get yourself up and just wash it. As much as I want to, you know, go over and cuddle him and yes. him, I want him to have the same resilience in life. Yeah. Um, so I want him to look back and know that his mum went Encourage that rather than, you yeah. know, overprotecting. Let mm-hmm. him fall because life can be difficult. Exactly. And, you know, if you fall down seven times, how many times do you get up? Exactly. Eight. You don't want to stay down. A useful example. Responsibility is a word I have introduced into my language because I was addicted to shame and guilt and blame and fault and I heard my son saying it. What do you think of that? I completely agree with that because it's hard to take responsibility mm-hmm. once you let it out and you let it go, you can grow, you know, if you don't take responsibility of anything or, or even try and see where you can be responsible for what part you played in it yeah you yeah. can't see the bigger picture so yeah with, with that statement as I said I definitely agree with that yeah. because self-responsibility because I used to try and be responsible for everybody but that was mm-hmm. coming from my limiting belief that I had to be useful or I was no good mm-hmm. <laughs> but what I'd say it's growing up Actually, I know within families, you know, we've always got our parents to fall back on, but it's actually, even with my 13 year old son, he's doing his own thing now, 
But I say you still have a responsibility as part of this family in how you show up. Mm-hmm. And if everybody took that, you know, self responsibility, but I think it does take courage and trust in yourself. But that's all part of growing up. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's time exactly. we all grow up, everybody. Because I do think <laughs> we are wounded in the children masquerading as adults a lot of the time. So it's healing. 100%. Yeah. 100%. I mean, I went through a phase in my life years ago with I had my son where I absolutely hated my inner child. Mm-hmm. Despised. Because I felt like it just was every It just showed up everywhere yes. in my life, you know. <laughs> so. But it will keep showing up until you fix the wound, well, not fix, heal the wound, you know? Yeah. Because whatever happened to you, I was speaking to a friend yesterday and I said, well, that's a trauma in the past. It's in the past, but you're safe here now. Mm-hmm. But it's acknowledging what emotions weren't met, which could be repressed. And that's what I'm dealing with in myself now. Because yeah. now I'm feeling much stronger in myself. All those uh, repressed emotions are ready to come out. And rather so than keep them scary. repressing, oh, it's totally scary and very uncomfortable. Extremely. But what I realize is that I'm obviously in that place that I'm ready to deal with it without judgment and just say, so my new thing is, hi, fear, you're welcome here. And then I realized I had a lot of disappointment and sadness. And I cried and that's a release. And then I said, you're welcome here. And even anger. Yeah. But as soon as I acknowledge it, it stays a little bit. And then it pays. Yeah. And I wish I'd known that as a child. Yeah, the, one of the things as well, what I realised, you know, because I'm trying to grow and evolve as I get older, but one of the things I realised was I was never really allowed to sort of feel what I feel. No. It was always like... Don't do yeah, that. We don't yeah. share like that. Yeah, yeah. or yeah. that happened, but it wasn't that bad. Or yeah, get over it. <laughs> yeah, so sometimes when I... um try and face emotion or go through something I kind of hear that voice in my yeah, head like because oh, it's been it. yeah it's one of your voices that you talked mm-hmm. about and we think that's the way to be but what I'm learning now is that it's actually quite harmful because emotions just want to come do their job and leave they don't want to hang around mm-hmm. but if they're not acknowledged children's self-esteem I'm thinking about parents how you speak to them and I know we get tired but just saying things like, I see you, I hear you, I'm here for you. There's nothing to fix, but just that security foundation, mm-hmm. it could be life-changing. Yeah. And I'm sure you're doing that to your son. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Like, well, yeah. I mean, I I let him feel any emotion he wants to feel. I validate all of them. Amazing. Yes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> We need more mums like you. Yeah, Woo-hoo. definitely. Make sure I validate all of them. And then a lot of the time they just pass quite quickly. They do. But if you repress them because you're told, uh-huh. you know, girls don't get angry, I was told. So you always had to look very controlled. Oh, it does come out at some point, but it's better to deal it then and there. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> But what do you think, in your opinion, people and society generally need to understand about becoming a parent? And what narratives that you might have inherited, I've inherited, that's advertised even on TV, do you think we need to let go of? So I think we definitely need to let go of the narrative of a single parent home being a broken home. Yes. My, yeah, my home oh. isn't broken. My no, son it's full broken. of love. Thank you. Exactly. And love and joy. And we experience the same things that 
every other family experience. I get tired, he gets tired, he has tantrums, I have tantrums, like, there's You're human! Like, yeah. I, yeah, we're both human. There's nothing broken about my home. Um, he's got a very healthy relationship with his mother. He's got a very healthy relationship with his father. Yeah. Um, in a home where he was raised with his mother and father for three years of his life, that wasn't a home. That was broken. Yeah. So stop. Society needs to stop pushing. But it takes the two parents to make a home. It's actually it, just yeah. love, compassion, and now not being with um, your son's father, as you said earlier, you've got a much better co-parenting relationship. Yeah, and he's much in a health. Your son's in a healthier environment. To much see that. healthier, much happier. He knows that you know his parents are not bickering. His mum's not. Crying, his, yeah. you know, all of the things that he had to go through and being in a home. And because I was that pressure was put on me that I need to be in that home, he needs to be in a home with a mum and a dad. I stayed in a situation that, you know, I, I always, working. exactly, I always say, um, or I have said in interviews that I, I sacrificed my soul mm. to have the illusion that I was in a home in a, a two parent family. To look, me, good to, to look good at society on, on the outside, you know. Wow. I'm a parent. I'm still with my son's dad, and I sacrificed the very core of my soul for this image that just was not working. And then when it ended, obviously, you know, there was it was hard at first, of course. But as I said, now we've got to the place where yes. we can have a conversation that doesn't include a topic about my son. We can be yeah, in this connect and, yeah. and it doesn't mean oh we're you know we're getting back together we're gonna be you're just respecting again. one another and exactly. seeing you for the individuals you are rather than exactly. playing a role just to suit other people's expectations and demands quite frankly exactly so i literally as i said i've just disengaged from any negativity from him any expectation i have from him and it's just my son is so much more happier now than he was when we were in a home. So, well, congratulations they, for stepping out of that narrative that it should be mm-hmm. because we're addicted to it, should be like this. Yeah. And it's not. You choose you now mm-hmm. and you decide how you are going to live and how you are going to raise mm-hmm. your son with his father because he obviously still sees him. And that's such a healthy mm-hmm. relationship. So, well done. Thank you. But, Looking back on your life, who would you say has been the greatest influence to you? Um, as I said, I always say to people, my son, as Paul is is my greatest influence. He's, he literally brought out a fight in me I've never had. He, he's mm. made me want to, this is going to sound really warped, which I obviously do not suicide or anything, but before, it was like, I can just work a generic job, it's fine. If I was to pass away, it's not really a big deal. It didn't mean yes. anything. He's made me want to choose to live. He's made me want yes. to choose to be happy. He's made me want to better myself. No one in life has ever done that, you know. He's oh, really... that's pure love, though. Yeah. What you're describing is just pure, pure, unconditional love. Yeah, literally, like, he has, whoever I meet or whoever has met me or met me now, or who comes into my life, he, my son would be uh, the one who is the reason for who, mm. who they're meeting today. You know, yeah, who you've become. 
who I've become. It and was always say, in there. It's the child in him that's brought you back, maybe, to the child yeah, inside. And I do believe that we can learn more from our children than we can teach them. Absolutely. Because, as I said, he's made me more ambitious. He's made mm. me want a home. He's made me understand the importance of life and the importance of family and the importance mm. of me. You know, he's yeah. made me feel like I matter. You're hard. I, yeah. Because you are. Yeah. He's made me feel like I matter and I, I do count in this world, you know, so. Yay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, we talked about the inner child that we all have, whether mm-hmm. we're aware of it or not. What would you, now looking back on your life, if you could go back to that child, what advice would you give to them? I would say to little Melissa, literally it's like not your fault. Like there's nothing you could have done. I was not your fault. Um, and you are good enough and you're yeah. not a burden and you're put here for a reason. And obviously you don't know it yet, but you're going to be a mum to a beautiful little boy. And that, that would be the main thing. Yeah. Like just reassuring her and making her feel safe. Yes, security, safety, and realizing that you're good enough. If we could make all children realize that, because they are born curious, innocent, creative, and that's just perfect. Exactly. So, to end our interview, what one piece of advice or message would you want to share with our listeners to help them on their journey wherever they are? Well, one thing that I would possibly say to anyone in terms of their journey of life is literally just try your best to embrace exactly who you are um mm. fall in love with who you are i love that fall in um, love with who you are yeah and literally just find yourself be authentically who you are mm-hmm. and not what society says that you should be um because when you, ultimately you, what you think about yourself is what is what matters. Nothing Gives you the else. foundation for the rest exactly. of your life. Just like you have yourself to rely on, mm-hmm. just what you think about yourself is what matters. Nothing else. Because when you go to bed at night, you're with yourself. So yes. who wants to be with someone who's constantly telling you negative things? So treat yourself choose yourself like you would choose a relationship what you want them to give you give to yourself choose yourself first exactly because i wasn't taught that and that's why i'm coming to you wow melissa that's been so insightful thank you for your time thank you for sharing your honesty your and your journey i think you'll do an amazing job and just watch the space thank you thank you so much Amanda okay you're welcome my darling take care all All right bye I hope you enjoyed listening to my podcast you choose you now and realize that you can choose how you live and show up in the world to make a real difference love who you are I would love to continue our journey together so please hit subscribe and join me for my next inspiring episode This is Amanda Hill-Ryle wishing you joy, love and compassion. Bye for now.